Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hello, happy 2-2-23. It's Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Woo! Very exciting. Um, today is episode 172. And guys, I really hope that you really enjoyed <clears throat> part 4-4 of Yvonne's Understanding Healing um, teaching series. It was absolutely dynamite. So if you have not seen it, go back and watch it. Just go over to YouTube and you can go to our playlist tab on our page and you'll see it. So good, you guys. Um, really good. So go check that out. I think it's really going to bless you. If you have not watched it or you just didn't get around to watching yesterday's episode, go and watch it after this because today's episode is going to be fantastic so if you're listening on spotify go ahead and hit that follow button for us that's really going to help us out a lot we're seeing a large influx of traffic like 58.2 percent increase in listening hours which is crazy town usa in the best possible way so um very exciting so if you're listening on spotify go ahead and follow us that'll be very helpful. Thank you so much, you guys. Also, if you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, all that money goes towards keeping this free at five days a week. There's a lot of moving parts um, and a lot of people working behind the scenes. Um, and there's a lot of resources required to do something like this on the regular. So money goes towards that. But it also, we take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts across the globe which um, are three countries as far as I know. And we've got some like footage and, and pictures apparently that uh, I was hearing Steve talk about it. So hopefully we'll get some of those so you can see some of the wells we dug in Nepal and in Ethiopia, but we're also in Uganda predominantly. That's where we started this whole thing. Um, and just doing amazing work, you guys, a new freshwater well every three days, which is uh, like amazing. And we're transforming these communities um, and they're actually able to build their communities, all that good stuff. So I'm going to play a quick video and then we're going to get going. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water ones that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. Hey, I'm here with Pegson's family. Pegson is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. 
People's lives are being changed because of your guys' donations. And we just thank you here at Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams, The Elijah List. We thank you guys so much for your generosity. Um, to give back to everybody, the next couple of months, we're going to be focusing on helping organizations based in the U.S. who are uh, who are assisting in recovering and restoration of human trafficking victims. So again, you have to be in the United States. Um, but if you go to ElijahStreamsGrants.com, you can uh, apply for a grant. Uh, if you are doing uh, something involving human trafficking and uh, aiding in rescuing victims and integrating them back into society, uh, funding sting operations, all that stuff, um, you can apply for a grant, ElijahStreamsGrants.com. And if you head over there, it'll take you to this website right here. Uh, and so you can apply for a financial grant. So if you're applying on behalf of an organization, you can click there. Or if you're recommending an organization, you can click right there. So uh, very exciting, you guys. This is a super generous thing that Steve is doing. Um, and I just, I found out about it. And I was like, I'm going to push this, my dude. Um, so yeah, if you go to allegestreamsgrants.com, that will give you access to those and you can select which option you, you can recommend someone or an organization, or if you represent an organization, you can apply, which is great. So more details on that and who's getting grants, all that stuff I'm sure will follow in the near future. But for the next couple of months, we're going to be focusing on really promoting this. So, uh, today's guest is somebody who I absolutely love and she is just an absolute delight to socialize with. Um, and uh, she is a flight attendant, but she is also the co-founder of the Sierra Cares Foundation. And she's also one of the nicest people I've ever met in the whole world. Let's give it up for my guest today, Andrea Hobart. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hello, my friend. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everybody. Thank yeah. you for being here. Yeah. Good to have you back on the show. First show of 2023. It Yay. is. And we're still saying happy new year. We <laughs> are. Year. We were talking about that. And I want to hear what people have to say in the chat because we were, I heard someone say the first week of the new year, you can say happy new year. And then you have to not, I was like, I don't believe that. I think you can say it. I don't think there's any official rule. So I want to hear what you guys say. Is it a rule the first week or can you just say it whenever? So let us know in the chat. So, oh, I love uh, to see that. Yeah. So, Andrea, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, you know, um, the Lord sort of just put kind of a visual aid, I guess you'd call it, uh, in the form of a number or many numbers. We were talking about it earlier, but um, I, there's there's definitely a message today. Um, I want to preface it though by saying that before I came on, I was having some computer trouble, and. Uh, I don't know why, but every time I tried to go into search or on uh, my email, it would just start emailing or searching uh, five and five, the number would multiply and keep going. And it was like my, it was just an erratic fives everywhere and I couldn't stop it. And of course, you know, my dad helped me out and said, try unplugging, see if the five key is stuck. That seemed to work. And then it sort of happened again. So I'm staring at a screen on one side that's, I don't know how many rows, dozens of rows a of fives. A sea of fives. It's a sea of fives. Yeah. And many of us, I, we know that five represents grace. So there is um, 
there is such grace right now. And I just even speak that over this broadcast. Evidently I needed the grace because of this computer stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, but also one thing, a a verse that came, uh, I was, I happened to turn to Isaiah 55 and, um, and Isaiah 55 is invitation to the thirsty, which is literally, you know, I was watching your, the, the clip about the wells and how amazing, like, the beautiful woman just thanking mm-hmm. all the supporters for the yeah. water, the gift of water, the gift of, you know, quenching that thirst. And Isaiah 55, the, the whole chapter is invitation to the thirsty. And one of the things, you know, this is titled, uh, this is your training ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad. I always love to see the title that's going to come for the show because it just really envelops, I feel like, what God wants to admonish and honor and also just share some of what we have been in and are in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to read a little bit of this. Isaiah 55. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all of the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign, which will not be destroyed. So that is Isaiah 55. And that is what, you know, you have done, even at Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams. You're not only providing water and life to people in a a country that's half or a world away, Mm -hmm. but you are providing thirst water for those that are thirsty and hungry that are coming here right now. And I think it's such a key, you know, um, come all who are thirsty, come to the waters. So what are we doing? We're coming here to Elijah streams, Elijah fire. You here that are here are here because you're thirsty, you're hungry. And I just want to, I just want to start off by saying you have been in a war. There has been a very, very irregular warfare and irregular battle that has come against you that are here, especially in the last few years, the last two, three years. 
and you have passed. You've passed the test. You've passed this psychological war on your mind. You've passed this battle that has been so thick and you're still here and you're still standing. And so we're now in a different phase. And, but God wants to just honor everybody here right now today. And I know Jeff, this, this whole platform emerged and like a fire spread during this time. Yeah. Such a picture of what God will do with what the enemy has thrown against us and brought against us and what was meant for evil and our harm, God will turn and use for our good. Yeah. And he's going to do that with every single one of you in every situation that you're in. It will not be wasted. Mm. It will be used. And it has been used even more than you realize. Yeah. So that is the, that's how I want to preface this. And, but you, yeah, you that are here are, are, you've been made for this battle. Wow. And if you could see yourself as heaven sees you, you would see muscles that were not there or not defined a few years ago. You would see armor that has been polished by the Lord. It's had nicks in it over the last few years, but you would see yourself as a warrior and as a royalty because that is how you are seen in heaven. Hmm. So, so yes, yeah. I'm and I'm so glad to be here today. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, even just that message that you shared right there, I think is one that continues to, to come up, not just in, not just on Elijah fire, but, um, other, you know, other circles that I see, um, is just a reminder to God's people of, uh, the battle at hand, uh, but also what he's accomplished through them. Uh, even when, even when we don't feel like it or, and then also too, uh, really, I just really hear the Lord continuing to remind people of his promises to them so that they can hold on to that, that basically him saying, I haven't forgotten your, the promises I've made to you. And even though it's been 20 years or whatever, um, I, I, I see them still and, and there's a, a time and a season for them. So, mm, um, yeah. and so it's really cool to see God doing that for his people. Um, Absolutely. Sometimes it just gets tough, you know? So. Yeah. And I'm so encouraged. I don't know if some of you out there watched. Um, I saw a little bit Jeff with uh, Jennifer Martin. Mm. She was a guest real recently and mm -hmm. she was talking about the preparation and the even the training, if you want to call it that, the preparation of where even she's at right now. And you both had just it was a really good interview and I got a lot out of that. Um, and she was also talking about the treasure and um and so thank you, Jennifer, if you ever see this, but thank you for sharing that because it was so good. And I just feel like right now there's been such a image, I think, that the enemy tries to lie to us about our, our situations and even our circumstances. But if you could just grasp this wherever you are right now, um, it could be even in a, in a, a health battle, sickness, or maybe you're carrying for somebody, I know that there are those of you that are caring for a spouse or a loved one that, that has been sick, or you are right there just trying to hold on with everything to your dream. Maybe it's a move you're about to make. Maybe it's the, the thing that you've wanted to break into, maybe like a broadcast mm -hmm. or a film or music or a career or something that you just have been holding on to that hasn't taken, it hasn't come to pass yet. If you could just peel back, if we could peel back a layer 
and just see what God's doing behind the scenes and how he's orchestrating it, I think we would be blown away because we don't even, I don't think we realize how far we've actually come and how the very things that have been are uh, training and even hardships, very, some of us very hard things have literally prepared us for what God's about to do. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I think of, I kind of think about this a lot. You know, I'm a flight attendant. That's my career. I've been doing this since I was very young. I've practically grown up, <laughs> grown up <laughs> on an airplane, you know, and it's one of the most normal places for me is being 30 something thousand feet in the air. And, you know, I've grown to just love it. I, I love that. I love what God has put in my hands to do. It feels like more than a career. It feels like a gift. Hmm. And a big part of that gift is, yes, travels and opportunities to see new places. But a big part of it is being on this adventure with the Lord. And yes, I have dreams and know that there's things that he has in the future and, and out there and maybe not far future. But I've sort of like reassessed all that God has done, even just in my life in the last three years where it's been a battle, but mm -hmm. I'm just so, again, taken aback by uh, seeing that the things that were hard have done so much. And some of the things I've been taken by surprise that even, uh, even opposition or you know, we've had a lot of stuff dealing with the pandemic and oh, yeah. the restrictions and the mandates and mm -hmm. many, many of us, my colleagues, both pilots, flight attendants, people at the airline, many did stand up and join forces. And, you know, we just we just felt that freedom was really important to maintain and stand up for for our mm. peers and for ourselves. Yeah. Um, with that came opposition. Yeah. And with that came a disagreement and. Mm -hmm. um, but my goodness, like those that even opposed, I would I would say many uh, that seemed sort of like they were the opposition. We know that we it's not we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but against principalities and powers. And it's such a spiritual battle. But I'm starting to see that we're turning a corner right now. It's like a big ship steering, and you're finally starting to see where you're setting out to sail. And it's like we're steering into this set, this other phase right now. And all of that, it was for building up, building us up for all God has us to run in mm -hmm. and do. Yeah. And another big part of that is uh, I think seeing some times the enemy uses people, but there's also such a need right now for unity. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about training ground and in a war and in a military you have to be unified and mm -hmm. you have to be able to know, even if you disagree, that that your uh, cohort, your partner that's on the ground, uh, you know, maybe in a lower altitude and you're at a higher altitude, you have to be able to trust them to relay messages so you can work together and you can defeat the enemy. But so we're in this, I think, time where we're God is bringing a unity. And that's Psalm 133 is the scripture about unity. And it's it is going to be a big key and just imagine all that the enemy meant for evil even for division that has happened and even in my industry to be honest i just see you know what there's been a war against these people as well mm. the, the the enemy wants us divided but right. 
together, when we can actually come together and unite, which I believe God's going to be doing, it's going to be so strong. We're not going to see those that we thought were enemies as enemies. Yeah, come Some, on. yes, that are very ill bent on evil. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. But a lot of those are a force that is lied to even those that have been some of our opposition, even some family members. Mm -hmm. And uh, so here we are, we're in this place that the whole world has been shaken. The whole world has been shaken. But in my career as a flight attendant, part of the part of the training that we do, it's, it's very intense. And I went through it twice because I've been at two different airlines. So at my first airline, you go in, um, it was the middle of winter. I was flown out to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we have this like five, six week training where you're up in the, up at the dark (laughs) and then you get home at the dark, dark. And it's this intensive where you are training for every single thing that could possibly go wrong on an airplane. And that's medical emergencies, that's uh, having to evacuate, that's things like really bad people trying to take over the plane, uh, all kinds of things, weather, uh, every kind of thing that you could think of, evacuating on the ocean, evacuating on the ground. And then you go through it, go through it, go through it. You have to memorize, memorize, memorize what are the commands. And back to the unity part, you're gonna be shouting those commands in unison in an emergency situation with your coworkers, with mm-hmm. your crew. And it's such a coordinated effort. But most of my job, most of the time spent is nothing having to do with an emergency. It's actually serving serving our guests. It's, it's the service, it's the food, it's the beverage service, it's the walking through the airport, getting to our destination. And yes, you be, obviously do some of the safety things, but the bulk of that training is there and it's in you and it's ingrained in you that you respond and know what to do and step into when it does happen. Mm. And my grandfather, uh, my great, uh, my both my grandparents, they started a flight school. My grandfather was a crop duster. So he was one that would fly low to the ground and it was very dangerous in agriculture flying. You're, you're sometimes at close to bridges. I mean, all kinds of things that can impede your flight. So it's a very, uh, it's a very difficult type of uh, pilot being a pilot Mm. for, but my grandfather, he had all these ratings and he, he ended up starting a flight school where he would train pilots. And when you're training pilots, uh, he would say, and I, I was a month old when he passed away. So I didn't get to know him, but I've heard so many stories about him, even from pilots and people that I know that he, that they learned to fly. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Even at my company, it's, it's just such an honor. Talk about a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things that he would always say is when a pilot, you know, made an error or maybe did one thing, something wrong that uh, they would just, just get so upset at themselves for like, Oh, I missed it. I don't know if I'm cut out for this, you know, kind of throw it all out. And he would always say, no, you're going to get back up. You, this is the best way to learn. It's, it's learning from making mistakes and it's, oh, yeah. you're not going to make that mistake again. I agree. And yeah. he said, those are the best pilots, the ones that actually made mistakes, even the most mistakes sometimes at the beginning. And wow. they got it so ingrained in them that they weren't going to let that happen again. Hmm. And I just think that's, that's also, that's also for us with the Lord. 
you know? As like, even I remember being very new in my career and you do, you kind of get thrown out of training and I'm walking on my first flight to Tokyo. I have a huge airplane and I have no idea what I'm doing because they didn't teach us any of the service related things. You sort of have to learn from your peers. Oh, wow. So they teach you all like the, the stuff that might happen but yes. not that. <laughs> yes, it's terrifying. So you obviously, oh, okay, I'm on the plane. Now what do I do? And it's it's just so scary. And I remember those, you know, you have everything in you to deal with an emergency, but the very basics of it, you sort of learn as you go. And Wow, I had like, no idea. Yes. <laughs> Is that pretty common? Like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Wow. You're a deer in the headlights. <laughs> and in fact, some flight attendants, you know, I've, I've gotten to help with uh, hiring recruiting new flight attendants. And I can't tell you how many have even never been on an airplane before, or maybe once. Wow. Are there some that are afraid of flying that apply or is that not common? Do people yes. Think? They don't usually mention that I think at the interview, <laughs> but, uh, but it's also, uh, it's also really neat because some of those flight attendants that either hadn't flown or those new ones that were, uh, had very little exposure to it. They were just stepping out and wanting to do something that they had no idea about. And actually some of them, it, your whole world opens up. So it's like, you see this amazing world that, that opens up to them and they find that they love it. Um, but I remember, you know, at the beginning, it was really scary and not only, not only the not really knowing what to do on the plane, but the being, uh, in a world that was in the world and, I was thrown into a big world. And not only is it about navigating the job, but working with people of all kinds of cultures, ages, backgrounds, colors, uh, belief systems. And I that also in itself has, was a huge training ground of being um, put in a position, you know. Also, one thing when you're new is you don't have a lot of control over your schedule. And why over the holidays you're on call. Oh, Sometimes you don't know uh, if you'll be called out or not, and you could be home for days. And how do you deal with a lifestyle like that where you're home and just waiting to be called? And um, I learned a lot in that time because it was just this empty, it was kind of like you get this space and then it'll get really busy and you'll be all over the place. And then you'll have, I'll have layovers in different cities where I get also space. And you, so it's like the training is more than even the job itself, but the lifestyle of it is how do you, how do you navigate that? And, you know, and I'm speaking a lot about this, but it's, it's because, you know, some of it was really hard, hard to be alone. It, it could feel very lonely. And I saw what I see now with that part of my job where I do get space, even when I'm traveling and I have a hotel room or I'm somewhere and I get time to walk and, and whether it's visit with people or even be by myself, I've learned to love it. It's become such a life giving space for rest. And, um, and God just, you know, he just breathes on that. Like the very thing that was really hard. He's actually opened it up and it's, it's one of my favorite things about mm, what I do too. Yeah. People yeah. can be that way too. Yes. Um, you know, on the subject of unity, there have been a lot of times in my life where there's someone who just rubs me wrong and it's just given enough time. They end up being some of my favorite people 
Um, and, um, especially if you choose unity, if you choose, uh, to, to get over yourself, uh, it, it, it shifts your perspective. And so it gets to the point now where like, there was a guy when I worked for Trader Joe's who was like legit giving me the cold shoulder. And I was like, I don't know what this guy's deal is. And I was like new at this one Trader Joe's because I transferred and, and I'm working by him and trying to like have conversations with him and nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I told Lauren and she goes, ah, oh, you guys will be best friends before you know it. Like she just knew that that's what happened, you know? Um, and so lo and behold, you know, when he left, he and I were both in tears, you know, like, uh, and so, uh, yeah, people can definitely be the same way too, where it's like, you can be like, man, what is the deal with this person? Oh, they are, oh, they're, they're bothering me. God remove them. You know, a lot of times that person's the exact person that needs to be in your life and yes. asking God, Hey, perspective, give me perspective. Show me, let me see him the way you see him. That does mean you're going to have to let go of some offense. That means that you're going to have to let go of, uh, you know, you're going to have to die to yourself, um, to get to that place. But the, the reward is far greater than just being like, yeah, forget that guy. Okay. Bye. And then go to someone else. Um, yeah. and it's not a 10 out of 10 time thing. Sometimes there are people that you meet that you don't get to that place with, you know, but the goal is unity. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because that is a huge part of what I've learned. And the Lord, again, with a, being a flight attendant, one of the things that we you're, we are trained to do is be really observant and uh, to maintain a safe environment for all the people that are in our care. Mm-hmm. It's to be observant over, first of all, those that could be a problem where there could be an emergency or you kind of learn to assess people and be watchful. So yes, if you're on an airplane, even though you're flight attendant and the pilots are greedy, they're, they're being watchful of, of the environment. And that's just part of it because you learn to being around so many people, you learn to pick up on different signs and signals. But what I have learned is both from colleagues, coworkers, and people that are on my flights, it is sometimes the ones I would least expect that, uh, like God would just that have totally impacted my life in a positive way. And I'm talking about people that uh, every range of person and people that are very different than me. Mm-hmm. I was on one of my recent trips. I um, just had an amazing crew that I was working with friends, pilots and flight attendants, very good friends. And it felt so good because we've known each other over the years. And, and but I have to say, like, some of us are very, very different. But I just see, you know, I see that God is doing this on a big picture as well. But he, he always surprises me and shows even the one that you expected the least. He can show you the most amazing thing about, about their heart, about who they are. And, like, I learn something every day. I just do. I position myself to realize that I don't know everything that I'm going, but, but I also have learned that I, I love to learn and I love to hear from people. So coworkers, people that come on my flight and people in my life, I'm the same here as I am there. 
I like have been interviewing people my whole life. I just love to hear about them. And like you said, sometimes it is so surprising where the person that you least expect will just blow you away and say something or share what they're share about themselves. And what I've found is that there are there's treasure. There's treasure in, in everyone. I just look at that right away. So a big part of assessing, like for me on my flights is, who am I going to meet today? God, what do you want to show me? What do you want to be for somebody else? And uh, and just like anything, training, this kind of training, like, of course, there's mistakes made and mm-hmm. times that I feel like, oh, I could have done this so much better. And then you look for the opportunity to not make that mistake again, but also to make somebody's day. Like, how can I really turn something around here? And and it's so satisfying. Um, it really is. But yeah, unity. And I think uh, the bigger picture of that is that many of us are about to be so surprised who God uses, works through, and how and how he surprises us through the ones he chooses to use in this time. Yeah. And we're coming on that. And I think part of our training right now is to see from that higher position, like the warrior that's on the higher altitude, looking at a bigger picture. I think we've kind of been really focused on the right here and now the past few years. But if we could see from up above a higher vantage point, kind of what God's piecing together and doing and bringing together, we really would be amazed. Yeah. We would. Yeah. Well, do you feel like, um, you know, some people it was, I, well, okay. Let me kind of rework this verbal processor, right? I mean, you catch me right as I'm like, just blah, I dumped the whole mm-hmm. box of Legos out. Um, uh, so, um, cause for me it was, uh, I don't know if you've seen this yourself, but for me, it really felt like the last couple of years were like this time where I was, my vision was a lot more like this because God was having me focus on really, I mean, he was really working on some soul stuff, really refining my character uh, as he always is. And now it's like, I would say, you know, especially when I embarked on Elijah fire, it was like really expanding my view out. And I think I feel like God does that a lot with us, you know, where it's like, uh, it's kind of like what Jennifer said last week, where she was like, God will, if he sees like, he'll take you and he'll hide you so that he can refine you in that process and then take you out. And then obviously then there's some people who were legit, just narrow, narrow focus. So maybe it's not one or the other. Um, but I don't know if you found that to be true as well. Yeah. Oh, again, that whole message of being hidden and that preparation time. And she said that she misses that time mm-hmm. because I think sometimes in that preparation, in that hiddenness, and even Jeff, like, yeah, this has been a time to search and work on like, God, what are you doing in me? Why am I reacting this way? And, uh, yeah. yeah, I've definitely had that. And, and But she talked about those times, you know, often it is those hard times. And even the times where it is like you've got something really coming against you, you're battling, you're, you're desperate, back to thirsty and thirst and hunger are so important. But in those times is like Joseph in the prison, in those times is when it's, it's, those are the most significant things that God does in our training. 
because it means so much then. It means so much when he responds to us, when he breaks through, when we feel him. You know, have you ever been in that place where you have just felt like tears coming out of your eyes that are like drops, like more than you could actually ever cry? And I felt this before where I felt like warm tears and I felt like the Lord's tears and he really does cherish them and hold them. And another thing that Jennifer shared, it may have been in a written word that she got, but she shared about the tears being such a form of worship Hmm. and a, a warfare. Like there's a whole new level of what tears actually are. It's, it's so powerful. Yeah. And in those times, like, uh, like Joseph and you know, his training was pretty much in in prison and like David had the training, you know, tending the sheep. Mm -hmm. And in that time, and he learned and God made him a king. And, but another thing about our training is, uh, you know, Jeff, this is like you, like you, you are an example of this to all of us right now, there's a picture of this, but it's like Esther, you know, the book of Esther, Esther was selected to have a year of beauty and uh, oils and fragrance and perfumes, Mm -hmm. treatments that would prepare her for being in the inner courts of the king. And she had all this time, a year. I mean, just imagine what that would be like. We don't know a lot about that, but just imagine that's a year of your life being prepared for this, this opportunity to possibly be queen. And she had favor with the king. So she got favor with the king. I mean, you know, Cinderella story, right? Yeah, big time. Yeah. She had this favor given to her that now she's in the inner courts. What she did not know was what would happen next. And that not only was it about her favor, her call, and her being positioned and trained, But it was an opportunity that came to her after all of that to save her people from death. That's right. And it was a choice. And Esther listened. She was wise and she called for a fast. And the fast led to a feast. And I think that shows that both a fast and a feast are warfare. But then the timing all led up and, and, the Jewish people were saved and all of the, the uh, spoils and palaces and things of the enemy were given to Esther and Mordecai. And, and then it went on from there, but Esther, it wasn't just about her calling for herself. It was about a whole bigger picture that mm-hmm. she hadn't even been presented with yet. Yeah. So Jeff, like you, Elijah fire, and you have calls, you have words and promises on your life, mm-hmm. media, film, Mm-hmm. I know you, obviously you've had prophetic instilled in you and a big part for you and Lauren, and there's so much more that's coming, but look at what's happened. God made you a host. He yeah. opened a door. You have your own show with your team and a huge team that's behind you that has also given favor and part of this whole thing. But this, and, and many of them in their roles, it's so strategic that God placed them there, but it's more than you thought, right? Yeah. Who would have thought that you would be reaching thousands and thousands of millions of your broadcasts? And who would yeah. have thought that you would have Jennifer Martin and have Yvonne Etia 
and Andrea and Hobart. <laughs> and have this, that then others have been launched yeah. through this very platform. Yeah. So I just speak that to you out there. Some of you have huge words and promises and they are going to happen. But you, and, and you know what? This is an incentive for you to even push into it more and believe. Just like this word that says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. Um, Isaiah 55, 11. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And it says you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And, you know, that's such a huge thing right now. I just speak peace over this, even peace over this message, because this is about you Mm -hmm. coming into all that God has planned for you. That's good. And some of you are right there in that training. And this is your important moment. Some of you actually, this is the moment that you've had the tears. And I just affirm you. God wants to honor every one of you and say, you get an A. You passed the test right in the middle of your prison, right in the middle of the pit. Some of you right on your bed. Some of you are that place where you're caring for somebody else and you've set everything aside. God honors you. This has been your training ground and watch what he does. Watch what he breathes on and blows open. Because in this time, not only is door, are doors going to open, but prison doors are going to be opened. Prison doors are opening and they're not being broken. God is melting them with his presence. So some of you, even in that prison like Joseph, watch as God melts those prison doors open. Watch as you don't even realize they're opened until you open your eyes and see it with your own eyes that the miracle is right before you. And watch what he does with you. The very ones that turned on you, hurt you and harmed you. They will be the ones that you think. They will be the ones that you say, God did this all because of you and what you did caused this to happen, just like Joseph. And I know Yvonne spoke on that, but that message is just bubbling in me because I Mm -hmm. see prison doors opening over many of you. Prisons that you've been in so long, you've tried to decorate them. You've tried to make it home. And God says, you're about to be broken free. Some of you are going to see and taste this freedom very, very soon. But while you're still yet there, I want you to look up to the Lord and thank him because this very training has prepared you for all you're about to see and do. And it's going to open the way for more than just you. It's going to open the way for people who have been watching you, people who have ridiculed you, people who have hurt you. There's such a grace right now being released over you. And I see it being received by many of you right now. So even as I'm just saying this, let your hands, lift your hands if you feel this. This is from the Lord for you. I didn't plan on this, but he did. And I just see those prison doors melting right now. And I do see justice coming to you. Justice coming to you. Justice coming to people that have been falsely imprisoned. Both in the natural and in the spirit. There are cases and situations even that we know about in in our nation and in the world. There are prisoners of war. There are those that have been prisoners of war. God wants to remind you, he broke broke through for you before and he will do it again. 
and we're going to see him do this on a bigger scale as a sign of what he is doing. There could be one of you relating to this, but I feel the Lord on it so strongly. Your training ground has made way for not just your freedom. Your training ground has made way to open prison doors for so many others. Mm. See yourself as that one in armor. You know, I think in a, in a way that makes me smile, I noticed on, I think it was Instagram, that there's this thing now that you can, you can see yourself or make yourself royal. And it's like you can turn, have a mm-hmm. picture of yourself or your family and send it in and, and you, you look like royalty in these pictures or like you're in armor. And I feel like the perspective, the perception, the identity that we've had with ourselves and, and some, of, some of us, I think the enemy has really tried to contort that to make us the victim when really in reality, heaven is at your attention and God sees you and he sees Jesus. And he sees, again, those acts of obedience where you had nothing in the natural where it looked like a breakthrough, but you believed yet still. And Isaiah 55 will be a wonderful thing to hold on to. Isaiah 55, 11. Yeah. He so treasures that you've held on to his promises and words, especially when they haven't mm. taken shape yet, because the delay, just like Esther, all the delays leading up to the feast and the freedom for her people and nation. The delay was part of not only that training for her, but that coordination for who and the people that God would use around her and, and the king. But there is uh, the royal and the regal around you right now. If you could see yourself, if we could see ourselves, you know, heaven is at our attention. We are seated at the right hand of God. We are seated in, with him in heavenly places. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Lord. And but we are seated with him. And back to that high vantage point, just release, like just release that to that you would see yourself as God sees you. Hmm. In this training that you've been in, you have grown far beyond what you know. This has been a battle against the mind. It's been a battle against the psyche and the psychology of of our 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 makeup. It's been a battle for uh it's been a battle that we have, we have learned to try and hear the voice of God above the voices that are clamoring for our attention. And even the messaging that's coming out, he's training us and he's trained us to see past that, above it, beyond it, for what it is. And he's laid out a battle plan that's so great because what the enemy thought he could do to defeat us. God is using that. So now we have the advantage because we've seen his tactics. We've seen how he uh, comes to attack our identity, how we see ourselves. Yeah. And a while back, I had that picture. You know, I saw myself up on a mountain and it was the stormy skies. And it was mm-hmm. like the scene of a movie, even an animated film where there'd been this great battle. Yeah, I remember this. Quiet. Yeah. And just see that again. So I first pictured myself and I saw like a sword at my side and I was looking out in the distance. And I I just remember seeing that like kind of war torn uh, armor. And I felt like the Lord just said, you have you've passed. You've you're we don't even realize how high on the mountain we are right now because we haven't taken an escalator. We've 
fought and trudged and climbed and fallen back and, and gotten up uh -huh. again. Yep. But we're actually there. At, we're at at least one mountain. And then I remember this other time the Lord began showing me more. And it was there was another mountain and another person on the top of that mountain and another and another and another. And seeing each other caused us to see of ourselves. We are a great and vast army. Hmm. That's who we are. Yeah. And that's who you are. Do you know your royalty? Because you are the son and the daughter of the king of kings. And, you know, even a king has to train up and discipline their children to be able to rule and reign with them. And the discipline is so not about uh, because the Lord is upset with us. His idea of discipline is basically using everything the enemy meant for evil, helping us pick us up and kissing us and dusting off everything. Dusting off the pain and the dirt and mm -hmm. all pulling out the arrows and the daggers. And it's our opportunity that we can, like Graham says, kiss the hand that hurts. And back to that moment in the prison and in the pit, <laughs> whatever it is that you are in the midst of right now, he's right there with you. And he just lifts you up and dusts you off. And I just, I just speak that to you because, um, you know, just felt, I feel just that love of the father. He is our first love. And his love is stronger than death. Mm. And his love is the most powerful weapon of all. And, and his love melts the prison doors and prison bars. And his love is touching even those who have hurt you. Mm. His kindness, that leads to repentance. It's such a powerful weapon, but it's not a weapon of, of, of uh, violence. It's a weapon of his peace, his love, his presence. Watch as God turns things around for you. Watch as the enemy becomes your footstool and those who were against you will come alongside you. I just see that happening. You know, I see that, um, again, just the things that I have experienced in my, in my career, in my job, um, it, I'm just so blown away by how he uses people and how God just will show me something about someone that totally wouldn't look like maybe we would think God... Uh, you can't judge a book by its cover, but yeah, you show yeah. me something about someone and it's just so beautiful. Hmm. And, you know, many of you know that I've had this amazing opportunity where Sierra Leone, the Sierra Leone project, where we'll, we're, I would say we're assisting and empowering children, orphans, women and girls and boys that have been brought out of, of human trafficking, sex trafficking and exploitation child brides, child soldiers, all of it. But I would also say that they are empowering me and they are showing me what a warrior is. And I see in the eyes of even survivors that, that I've known with our, with our work and they were right in there with the enemy. Their abusers, you know, their abusers 
obviously that was evil. Mm -hmm. Obviously it was so evil. But what God has done and is doing in these ones, I see the hope of the Lord. And because they've seen the enemy close and they've been in that captivity, they know the enemy and they are not afraid because they've seen the enemy. They know it. And they, I just see warriors in them. And I, again, back by seeing people, back to seeing people as the Lord sees them. These are ones that are going to be leading the way. They're going to be healing. They're going to be healing hands on us. The very ones that God's going to use in this time, I believe, are those that are being set free from prisons. Yeah. They're those that are being set free from um, the most horrific things we could imagine. Talk about the redemption of the Lord. Oh, yeah. There's this story I heard. You know, I, I've had a lot of, um, felt like a lot of uh, military things that the Lord shows me, even in the Bible, that are such tactics that are being used right now in our military and militaries around the world. And, and you know what? The, the Bible is such a handbook, I believe, for, for the army. They even have emblems, mottos, uh, names that are associated with scriptures, like uh, the uh, ISA is one, and they're the Intelligence Support Activity, and they're also known as the Activity. And their motto is Isaiah 6, 8, send me. And so there's so much that corresponds and connects there with even seeing ourselves in this as warriors. But there's a part of, I was looking into this and in the CIA, the CIA actually recruits puppies to uh, to do warfare, to 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 send out uh, bombs and and help uh, navigate the soldiers to finding things like like bombs and explosives. And do you know who trains these puppies? Hmm. It's called puppies behind bars, and they are trained by prison inmates. And these prison inmates work with the puppies to teach them basic obedience skills. And just think about that for a minute. Like the military utilizes these ones that are behind prison bars, these inmates, and they're given a purpose and they're given a purpose and they're training dogs that will become warriors. Hmm. And then I was just reading about this, how beautiful, like how beautiful that is, because, you know, we all feel we have a need. We all have needs. And Graham Cook says this, he says, our basic needs, our three basic needs are to be loved, to belong, and to be a contribution. Hmm. And I just see that. I heard that story and I thought, wow, what does that do for these inmates' identities, you know? And look how God uses them. And look how he used um, Rahab in the Bible to hide the spies in uh, Joshua. And she was actually part of this military mission. They called it, even in my footnotes, it said, it was acts of reconnaissance. Like it was basically hiding the soldiers on this co or hiding these warriors on a covert mission. And, but God will use these ones and it will breathe on their identity and they'll see themselves as something because they've been given a purpose hmm. and the Lord has shown his love to them. And, um, but I just see that, you know, with, with, this ground that we're in right now, it is so important. And whether you feel like it's been a time of waiting, a time where nothing much has come to fruition, for many of you, you're to know that this very time frame 
has been the richest, it's the richest soil. It's the richest start to something that's grown. And just like in concrete, you know, greenery will shoot up that this tiny little stem of a plant Mm -hmm. will come up through that structure. It's like, that is you, that's your seed. That's your hope. And that's your faith. And nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop his word from accomplishing what it has been sent for in you. So you've passed the test. This is your training. What you're in right now has been your training. And what has happened and come in this world and come against you will be turned against the enemy because we are stronger. We know that we lean on our beloved. He will help us up and pick us up. You know, just as a father or mother, when a baby is learning to walk and falls down, the baby doesn't feel terrible. They might hurt themselves a little, but that mother and father are so proud. You got a couple more steps. And some of us have probably taken a step backward or even thought fallen down or been like, God, I thought I was stronger than this. I thought, I thought I could, I thought I was full of faith. I thought something was opening and it looks like the door just closed. Thank him for it. Hmm. Because those doors that closed, the only reason they've closed is because either God wants you to keep knocking or he's going to open another door or many other doors. You know, doors are opening right now. Prison doors are opening right now. And the doors of, of our hearts are opening again to how he really sees us and who we really are. So just as it says in Revelation, you know, he, I stand at the door. He's, he's waiting. And the God of all creation, he waits for you. And he's waiting to see, will you stand up so I can pick you up again and hold you close to my heart? For this that you've been through was not all his doing, of course. Much of it was, was from the enemy and some from just life and things that have come. But what he's doing is picking you up. He's just so proud of you. You're alive right now. And if you're here, it's because you've stood and you've been standing. Hmm. This is a special message and honor straight from the Lord for you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Hmm. So much. Yeah. So much. Yeah, something that um, Yvonne and I were talking about after yesterday's show was um, I referenced Job forty-two when Job is uh, when God is talking to Job's three friends, and something that really I was like, uh, "What?" Uh, that really stood out. He said, "I'm angry with you." He's talking to the friends. I'm angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. And I was like, "It's it's wild to me that God." you know, we would look at Job, no, especially when you, I mean, within the understanding the proper context, everything is talked about in Job, Job didn't see God rightly. He actually miss, uh, he was misinterpreting Mm -hmm. things or he was told lies about God and he believed them, but he always positioned himself towards the Lord. So even in the midst of him thinking things that were happening to him were God when they weren't, he continued to declare God was worthy and he had people like his wife telling him curse God and die. And he continued to position himself towards the Lord and every, in everything continue, even, even in his wrong theology, 
positioning himself towards the Lord and continuing to press into the Lord, even in the midst of all these things that happened so much. So that was the end result was, was God saying, you didn't speak the truth about me. Like, and it, like, like my servant Job did. And then it was almost like, and I, I mean, don't take this as, Oh, Jeff said, this is theologically sound. I'm just saying, it's almost like God recognized like the thing that mattered was that Job didn't turn his face away from the Lord. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. In the midst of all of that, he didn't curse God, even when his theology was wrong, even when he didn't completely make, uh, he didn't really, con- he, he missed the mark, kind of, you know, in terms of the-, the theology check marks, he was missing a couple. Um, but but in the end, God was God was like, look at my servant Job, look at him, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of, um, Psalm 91 specifically, mm-hmm. um, 14 through 16. And, um, guys, I, I, if, if any of you are in that place, where you're like, man, I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. Um, take yourself and put your name in this place. Uh, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So if if that's you, that's something that's like God had me do one time was like, because Jeff loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him because Rachel loves me. I will rescue her because Andrea loves me. I will rescue her Uh, and on and on because Daniel loves me. I will rescue him, you know, and uh, put your name in that place. And it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, like that applies to all of us, you guys. And so um, I just think it's so powerful. Like God is so big and, and um, the, all those areas where we look at, um, you know, like you mentioned a baby taking its first steps, you don't, yeah. a, a babe, when you're encouraging it to take its, its steps, it's learning to walk and we can apply learning to walk to anything, learning to hear God better, learning yeah. to trust God more learning to trust God with your finances more, whatever it may be, put that in the place of a baby learning to walk. When a baby learns to walk and he takes his first steps and then he plops down, you don't go, you moron, you failed, you you (laughs) lost. That was your one chance and you blew it. And uh, you're in sin now. And, and God is so upset with you. You know, Um, I think uh, that would be absurd, right? Yes. And sometimes a baby may take a couple of steps plop down, they get back up. And even though they took a couple of steps successfully and plop down, they'll plop, 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 (laughs) like multiple times. And then, and then eventually like a couple more steps, plop, a couple more, plop, 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 you know, and, and you know, the repetition of that will strengthen their muscles, their balance, they'll be, and eventually they're able to walk. And the same applies to anything else that we're doing. But for some reason, we're okay with a baby doing it when they're learning something. But when we're learning something, how to do something more, God is wooing us and pulling us into this place. We're so hard on ourselves. And I'm like, chill out. Like, I mean, me too. Like, I'm, I can be very hard on myself. And that is not the heart of God. You know, that is not his heart for his people. So be encouraged, everybody. Oh, totally. And and then, you know, in those times that the baby may be on the verge of a very steep staircase or 
a swimming pool. Then that's when, you know, there's the intervention. father yeah. goes and pices up the baby and carries us. Mm-hmm. And that's our loving father. He's not mad that we necessarily can't walk, but he's, he's protective. He knows what he's, he knows what he's doing. And he knows that all of our steps are so purposeful and even the mistakes, like my grandfather said with the pilots, when they made mistakes and realized it and got back in, something was so much more secure in them. Like they became the best pilots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's often what we are. We, when you're in something new, you don't know how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing. It's a new experience or a new job or a new time. And it's, it's expected that there will be, there will be mistakes, but that is the beautiful thing about God. And, you know, he's also putting people around us and bringing a safe place for us to be able to fall and get back up. And, and that's such a message too, for even people in our lives that, uh, it's just so many things. And the thing that, you know, about a baby, I, I think about this and early on in my career, um, I, signed up. I really wanted to do this program. And it was through Airline Ambassadors International. And it was an, a, an orphan accompaniment program mm. where um, flight attendants could sign up to bring back children and infants that were being adopted in the United States, or also getting medical work. And you were you were their escort, you were their caretaker on this trip. And, and I was about 20 years old. And I was sent to India. And I'd never been to India before. I'm thinking on the plane, looking over, you know, out the window, we're flying over. I remember Tehran, Iran, and the pilot says, because of military uh, activity, we're needing to go around a different way. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what am I getting into? (laughs) By myself, I have nobody, uh, really nobody traveling with me. And then by the time I got to the airport and uh, I stayed in a hotel and then the next day flew out of to a different city in India. Um, but the people that were supposed to be there to pick me up and take me to the orphanage were there. It kind of all fell apart and all this stuff, but I just knew I had people praying for me at home. I knew I had, I just felt the peace of God and I should have been panicked, but anyways, I made it to this orphanage. It was the most amazing experience. Um, I met, there's a little bit about 80 children there of all ages from baby to about 11 or 12 years old. And they surrounded me like a Disney movie and sang and took me all through the orphanage. And, you know, it was probably 115 degrees out and somehow I had found my way there. The whole (laughs) miracle story with that. But then I got introduced to this little girl, 18 month old. uh, Her name's Nikita. And she was the most beautiful girl. And she and I are going to be spending the next two days together traveling basically. And I'll never forget it. You know, here I am, uh, the women that worked there, it was a Catholic orphanage adjacent to a hospital. They made me the best cup of chai tea I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. And they were just so loving as they brought in Nikita and gave me some of her things, her belongings, which wasn't a whole lot. But they they just, I saw them reach out and hug her and they were also sad to see her go. Oh, she had been yeah. part of their life. So now she's in my care and we had this flight all the way back and we end up in Seattle where I was able to hand her to her family. And that was my first experience, obviously spending like that much time with a baby, 
let alone bringing her across the world. And we couldn't speak the same language, but she and I had this bond. And I will never forget that God, what God showed me in that because I had, we from India, I carried her in the taxi and there were swarms of people all around. And when they saw that I was feeding her a bottle, a lot of them that didn't have any food for their children swarmed the car with their children. Yeah. It was so overwhelming that yeah, I was like, Lord, how do I even, I don't even know how to process this. And I remember him saying to me, this is the one in your care right now. And he just, it was just like this spotlight kind of, and I, I saw through this whole journey that God had planned out for all of time for this one. There was such a coordinated effort and plan in place for this one. And I guess that back to the baby and who we are, but, but there is a coordinated plan and effort for each one of us. And God has, he has it in mind. And he, some of you, he's, he's going to use you like, and he is using you, even that I got to be a part of that plan. And that was one life, but just think that was part of my training. You know, I had a lot of training with my career, but that was a big part because it was also God just showing me how each one of us is that important that has the full attention of heaven and a full effort to make sure we're safe. We're brought where we're supposed to go and cared and put in the families that he has for us. And yeah, you know, God places the lonely in families and he also places the lonely uh, of us in the families and places that he has for us. And, some of us have been in training for that because now we are going, we've, we've been in the position for where God's about to bring us. And without the training that we've been in and that you have been in, especially that hard place mm-hmm. and in those tears, again, that is the very thing that's positioned you for what's about to open up to yeah. you. And it's yeah. coming, it's coming. It's going to be mm-hmm. so beautiful. And you are going to look back on the the prison, the pit, the sick bed. You're going to look back on that and you're going to remember how much you got there because that very thing will not, it will not be ignored and it will not be insignificant. That very thing in that very place is the very treasure that's coming through for this next phase. You have passed the test. Yeah. You're a victor. Mm. You are. Come on. Yes. Yeah. That's a good word, Andrea. That's a real good word. You, Jeff, you have been in a training. I just see, uh, whew, you've been in a multi-sensory, multi-level warfare training. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even know if you've had a chance to catch your breath. And see all that's happened. Not really. <laughs> you're on a mountain. You're on a mountaintop. Yeah. You and Lauren are on that mountain. And Elijah Fire is lighting the way. It's going to, whew, I, I think Andrew Whalen, I heard a bit of his word the other day. He said the fire of Elijah Fire is kind of spread. Hmm. Well, it is spreading. But the fire in your heart, the fire in your heart. Jeff, the fire in you and in Lauren and in in your team, the fire in your heart, Jeff, 
is about to just be cast throughout the world. Hmm. It's the flame of God in you. It's that blue heat, that high, high heat. Mm -hmm. It's been in you. I just, there's been tears. There's been a lot of opposition, just like the heroes, the superheroes and the movies and the things that you love because of the battle and because Mm -hmm. of the strength and because of the, uh, just the, the weaponry and the things Mm -hmm. and the heroes that you look to and write about, you can write about them more writing is coming to you. Mm -hmm. Like a fire, Mm -hmm. Jeff, the fire inside of you, it will not go out. And the Mm -hmm. fire of the Lord, he loves you so much. You've allowed him to burn in you. You've allowed him to burn in your marriage. You've allowed him to burn in everything that he could and would. Because of that, you are about to be set ablaze for the Lord. Set ablaze. Elijah Fire was so named this time. And the fire of the Lord is coming up in many of you right now. Some of you have warm tears. Some of you can feel a flame of heat around you. Some of you, the sun is poking out right now through the clouds. Some of you, a fire inside of your heart for the first time is melting prison bars from your soul. For you've been locked up and abandoned and hurt. He's melting. He's melting these. They're opening. And you're going to see for the first time that you are the apple of his eye, that you are what causes him to burn. Song of Solomon in chapter two is a word for some of you. Some of you just read it. He burns for you. He burns for you. He's pursuing you. And the fire in your life and the fire of the trials will become the blaze that sets the captives free. The fire in your eyes and the fire in your heart will become the fire that takes your breath away and takes the breath away of those, even your enemies. The all-consuming fire of God is here and it's alive in you. Lord, I just thank you for the upgrades. I thank you for the open doors and I thank you for the flames that are being cast all over the world right now. Thank you for burning up the plans of the enemy. Thank you for setting free children right now. Thank you for setting captives free. Even go before the human trafficking and anti-trafficking efforts that Elijah list, Elijah's dreams will be a part of, and Elijah fire. And Lord, just burn and breathe and cause this, this fire to go all over the world and bring the right people, the right places, the right situations, and the right organizations and ministries together for such a time as this because you are a consuming fire and you are consuming the enemy right now let it go and let it blaze and let it burn and let those that are involved in evil turn from their wicked ways let them be caught up by you god let those that are harming harming children in life your children lord let them be caught And let the evil forsake his ways. And let the evil that will not turn, let them be done, Lord. Let them be brought to nothing. But those that will turn, let it be, Lord. 
Let them turn. Let them expose. Let them open prison doors themselves and set the captives free, and they will be known for that. Let it be, Lord. Take us by surprise, O oh God. Let us not limit those in our lives. Let us not limit even those that have been the enemy. For God, use who you will use. Let it burn, Lord. Let a fire come around those that can't run from it. But they can only receive it and come into it, God. And that is your opportunity to move. And move, you will. Move, you will. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To you be all the glory. All the glory and honor and praise. You will be glorified and seen as the lion of the tribe of Judah. As the consuming fire. As the Alpha and the Omega. As the great I am. You are. You are the great I am. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let it be, oh God. And thank you for that fire. Thank you for that warm touch, oh God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the fire, God. Oh, thank you for your fire, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Something about that. Thank you for your fire, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, that was good. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. Um, that was totally the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you know, and some of you, I shared at the very beginning, but the grace of God is so amazing. It's his grace. You know, like even the in royalty in movies, you know, they, they would call maybe the king your grace, mm -hmm. your grace. And I just see that just like some, someone just lifting their hand out. And when there's things that I just don't know how to face, your grace, your grace. When I don't know the steps to take, your grace, your grace, can make a way, and it's breaking chains, 
And it's your grace, it's all your grace, it's all your grace. And it's your face, your face. Oh, we behold your grace. Things that we just don't know how to face. Look to you, it's all your grace. I don't know what to say, and I don't know where to go, but you will lead and you will go before, and we will know, for you're the Lord. It's your grace, every day your grace, every day and every way, your grace makes a way, and your grace is free, your grace is free, it's all your grace, the oh Lord. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Grace, grace, grace. We'll just speak grace to every one of you. Grace. Grace, grace, grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen, Jeff. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. Oh uh, yeah. I, was, I mean, honors all ours. <laughs> so so I, I'm just so uh, so happy to have you on here. And um, yeah, I know a lot of people are really blessed, really blessed by that. So thank you so much. Um, all right. Blessed. So Andrea, um, Obviously, you're doing stuff with Sierra Cares, and we can go yes. over that really quick if you want. It was in the notes, but uh, we can kind of do it in closing, I guess. Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for that has reached out in support, and even your love and prayers. That is support. That's seed to this uh, work. God's doing a huge thing. Um, back to grace. You know, uh, surely I didn't know what I was really starting into when, when this started with me. But back to just being in that training ground, you know, I knew and had words that I would be involved in, in fighting human trafficking and even working with girls and women. And, uh, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. And God opened it up through this training, through this flight attendant platform, mm -hmm. through the yeah. very thing that I was already in. And, and that's such a word to all of us too, right where you're at. He can put it in your hands and breathe on it. So um, SierraCaresFoundation.org, it's already up. Yeah, we just had uh, one of our team was there on the ground and the survivors that are in our care, um, many women, girls, and yes, there are boys as well. They were just filled with hope. They greeted uh, 
my friend and her son with singing, dancing, and they are, uh, they're just being empowered for their dreams. And that's the whole goal of this. It's probably going to grow a whole, whole lot. And by, in humility, I can say this, that, that the Lord has even given us favor with Africa. And there's many organizations that are starting to come. Even the government is taking notice. Wow. So this could be a, something that is a model for, um, because we know that there's many that are coming out and being recovered from human trafficking and sex trafficking. It's going to be a model, um, at least for West Africa, probably Africa and probably beyond. And we're dreaming big. So I just want to thank you for investing your hearts and um, even for being able to share about this. Uh, These children, women and people are so close to my heart. They're a world away. And like I said before, God's using them. He's using them in my life. I know that they're going to be on the front lines as as this amazing army uh, of light. And that's what God can do with somebody that was in a pit, in a prison, literally, is bring you out and set you ablaze and set you in your place. And you are not known as a victim or a survivor. You are known as a leader, as somebody walking in their call with excellence. Hmm. The past will be remembered no more. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah Amen. 61 is a perfect chapter to look at for what God is doing in these lives and, and in a lot of our lives. Thank you, Lord. So thank you, Jeff, for letting me share that. And um, thank you, everybody, for being here. So many of you I get to speak to and connect with. And you are just so you're, you're part of this. You're part of this movement. Mm-hmm. You're not at home watching. You are part of it in the chat and everywhere else. We all have a place and a role, and it is not insignificant. So thank you. You two are on the front lines and part of this, and you'll be rewarded with the rewards of that as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Amen. Well, uh, in the description, people, uh, we've got Andrea's, we've got her Instagram. We've got Sierra Care's Instagram. People can follow you there. Um, and any other places that are listed in the description, you can go follow her. If you don't already, uh, you post quite regularly and, and I like it. You have a nice mix of just personal life and also (laughs) ministry stuff. So it's great. And you're like, you post pictures of yourself in Hawaii or like, like videos of you in Hawaii and stuff. (laughs) You know what? It's it's so neat because it's all this, it's all part of my life and you know, I, at least I hope this, but I'm the same person in all of it. In uh, you know, every it's, this is, this is me. And I do cry on flights sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but just, I, I love that about, you know, what God allows me to do because yeah. it's, it's, it's an out of the box um, role where it is like, I get to be on this adventure with God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just like this whole message, I, many people that have touched my life that you wouldn't necessarily think they would make an impact on a life but yeah there's he just loves he loves us all and he's got a place for each of us to thrive and mine has a lot a lot of it has been in the travels and through flying and i'm so thankful for that yeah amen amen yeah nothing is wasted with god you know everything leads into something else uh, even the things that we think are the least important sometimes are the most important, you know, and uh, he doesn't waste anything. So, uh, well, Andrea, thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah. Blessings on you and Lauren and oh, all of you guys. Yeah. Illumination and Julie and all the back background and, and team. Mm. Amen. Of course, Stephen Green as well. Bless you all so much. Amen. Yeah, well, we receive it. We receive it. So everybody, thank you so much. Have a blessed Thursday. Join us tomorrow. We've got Krista J. Bullock back. Uh, so we did Robin today on Elijah Streams, and tomorrow is Krista J. Bullock on Elijah Fire. So it's going to be a great episode, everybody. Um, a great way to kick off the weekend. Um, so join us at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, Friday. Also, there's a donation link at the end, elightofire.com slash donate. All donations go to keeping this thing free and five days a week and accessible, as accessible as we can manage. Uh, and then some... And then also we're taking a portion of that and funneling it into our water well efforts across the globe. So uh, all of that has been made possible by your guys' donations. So thank you guys so much. God bless you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow with Krista J. Bullock at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.